1: Anyway, I should let you know I am officially recording at this point. Oh, okay. In case you want to say some off-color remarks about my uh, co-host, it's the good time to get that out of the way.
0: I didn't even think he was a real person until I saw him on the ship. <laughs>
1: sat on the steps waiting for an uber uh yeah yeah all right uh how could i forget one of the
0: famous nights where my single male comedy friends leave me for women which is fine but then i'm like who's driving
1: does that happen a lot
0: uh it happens (laughs) (laughs) i don't care i just
1: want them to find love that's that's what i want for everybody um
0: Mm -hmm.
1: except for that girl that uh turned me down in sixth grade uh Tara Buchler, go fuck yourself. I hope you never find love. Yep, I agree. We haven't talked since sixth grade, so I really don't know how things are going for Tara.
0: <laughs> I used to have a blog called Rude Things Guys Have Said to Me. Mm. And I wrote all these things that guy, that guys said to me when I was on the road, like, as a comedian. And I just couldn't believe some of this. I got to look that back up.
1: You got any off the top of and, your head? Any gold?
0: Uh, I did make some jokes like about my weight and stuff on stage at, in Idaho at the at the Sun Valley Ski Resort. And afterwards, everybody was fully bombed before the show because it's like an après ski show. So everybody's wasted at 6 o'clock, you know. And hmm. this guy, like, puts his arm around me and goes, hey, can someone get a picture of me and the fat chick?
1: <laughs> now, in his head, I'm going to give a guy's perspective on this. This is only uh, devil's advocate because he could have also just been a total asshole because... That exists too. But a little tipsy, a little drunk, he might have thought that was a funny thing to reference to your show that you oh, would that's also... that's exactly a- what he okay. thought. Okay. Yeah. That's um.
0: exactly what he thought, which, you know, is not.
1: No. <laughs> <And I> have- <laughs> you know, I didn't know. I, well, l- let me just touch on this a little bit. You, you definitely work in a misogynistic field, a field dominated by men. And I, anytime I, like, if I talk... Which to- I love. I can't, I can't... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, as a white man, mm-hmm. it, it, it works out for me, okay? I'm not gonna lie, Courtney. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like when I, I've interviewed a couple female musicians and stuff of that nature, and sometimes I wanna broach it, sometimes I have. But in the back of my head, I'm like, well, isn't that almost misogynistic too? to turn it into this, like, special thing. Like, well, it's like, it's got to be difficult to be a girl nowadays, you know? I mean, and actually a couple of things we're going to talk about today reminded me of, like, what is the appropriate thing to do in certain situations. But uh, so I'm not going to get into it, except for every time you bring it up. Uh, then I'm going to go, yeah, that's got to be tough to be a girl, Courtney.
0: You know what? It's tough to be a girl anyway, just because of all the weird shit that we have to deal with.
1: Mm. You're but talking about periods,
2: funny- right?
0: I don't have the, I don't know what those are anymore, but um, I'm way too young to not know. I'm way too young to not know. But, um, but that's funny that sometimes that that's the first question. It's like, so you're a woman in this business. Like it must be, you know, it must be hard or what's it like, you know? And it's like, there's a lot of women in music Mm -hmm. and in comedy and there's a lot. So it's not as weird as it was 25 years ago when I started, and there would only be like one woman per lineup.
1: To be honest, though, on as, as a, as a serious point, it's kind of in the back of my head. Not so much with you. We've, we've developed a, a friendship over the years. But like mm-hmm. I am talking to somebody that I don't know for for whatever reason. I'm t- typically talking to bands. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm i like everything you just said is what goes through my head. It's like I'm going to sound condescending as fuck if, if I bring <laughs> it up at all. Um, at the same time, I also want. To, I'm a progressive guy. I think my thoughts and views on on everybody's ability to just wake up and smile every morning is pretty clean. But it is yeah. somewhat interesting to see people that have to. I don't know. Take take steps that I'll never have to worry about or things of that nature. Um, but I, at the same time, I guess I'll never have to worry about what it's like to play for the Lakers, and I, that wouldn't be my first question to LeBron James. You know, <laughs> it would be the second Do you know or what's third. Funny? But.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what is first of all, I, but I also see this amazing sensitive side to you that I think Aww. makes you a great husband, and which is probably why you and your wife has have a successful marriage as far as far as we see on Facebook. I don't yeah, know that's all. Going it's it's all. There. It's
1: smoke and mirrors. It's a house of cards, Courtney.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on behind I'll all be those dutch. guitars you don't need back there, but
1: um, hey, she's got more. We could have than gone to France. <laughs>
0: we could have gone to France for two years. Mm, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> but um, when I saw your thing about oh, my wife loves the Oscars, and I made like uh, mm. like uh, tapas, I got and way more responses than I believe. Uh, that blew me away. I was so impressed. I'm like, what a romantic thing to do. Like, w- women that think they want flowers and gifts and you know, did. I'm like, no, that anyone can do that. The guy who's in the kitchen, you know, doing you know, whatever dishes. canapes <laughs> and dishes, and so you can enjoy yourself mm. and and have a good time. My husband just did that for me. He fucking Aww. hates Vegas. He doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. He likes it for me. We went to visit Craig Gass, you know, um, my friend who we're doing the Creatures Fest with. Former guest of Cobras and Fire. That's right. Former guest and fan of Cobras and Fire. (laughs) So we just went out to hang with him. Yeah, yeah. So we went to hang with him for a couple of days. And my husband's like, I don't, I'm just, this is for you. Let's just do what you want to do. And he was like super cool about it. And we had Mm -hmm. the the best time. I knew he didn't really totally, really want to be there. So.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to do uh, my best to take a little bit of the sheen off of like, I was really just trying to post something nice about my wife. And I, I think I got too many compliments. Um, okay, so here's the deal. You mentioned the guitars behind me. I don't know what you've had conversations <laughs> with me. Um, that is literally what it's like to talk to me almost all the time what we're doing here. And my wife is a bit of an introvert. And Mm-hmm. uh i'm not my
0: husband's an introvert yeah
1: mm-hmm. okay and that, by the way i think that yin and yang actually helps w- w- with relationships um but very much so uh mm-hmm. she she puts up with a lot Courtney one uh, the biggest one football like we <laughs> Not every week, not every game, but there's been a handful of times in the 18 years we've been together that we've had to schedule something like around football. I haven't, you know, it's like, well, I can't because we can't go see your mom because Vikes Packers are that day, uh, you know, something like that. So and, and she's always been been great and, and, you know, willing to work with me on that kind of stuff. And she doesn't have a lot of these things that that are like her football. And uh, this is hers. And it's been that way for a while. Well, ever since I've known her. But, like, a few years ago, I just started this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually – and here's the other thing. I I enjoy cooking. I like doing this. I like taking the time and not having to rush. And so it it keeps me busy because I don't give two shits about the Oscars. uh, Yeah, I don't – I I, – Award shows in general, I just it's it's I don't really understand the fascination except for when you look at who's watching them. You know what I mean? Oh, I like the music. You know, it's like you know, it's like you're not really a fan yeah. of anybody, but it's like oh, who who did good this week? You know. So
0: anyway, I wanted to my watch to the writers. Hey, stop it! <laughs> I wanted to watch to support the writers and then the and the hosts because mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, but. We decided to go down to the marina and go in the hot tub that night and completely forgot it was the Oscars. We were just chilling outside enjoying
1: the the beauty. but um well, you're big time Hollywood I'm up here was- in Minnesota so it was a nice day for Minnesota. I actually cooked a lot of that outside.
0: Yeah, we'll see that's nice when it's nice out you got to take full advantage of the good weather.
1: you sa- have I'm sorry I are you a Minnesotan that is like the most Minnes- Minnesota phrase ever.
0: No, but I lived in Detroit when I was a kid. Oh, I mean, right So you th- haven't
1: always been <laughs> this big Hollywood star, La La Land.
0: No, no oh. way. I, I'm from Boston, and my parents still live there half the time and half the time in California. And then I lived in Detroit, like, through grade school and up until, the, until I was 11. And then that's when we moved here. But I would walk to school in gray winters that lasted for four straight months. I mean, <laughs> I've, I know what winter is about. Right, and even enough. on the East Coast, like, even in the summer, like... Every beautiful day, you're outside, you're doing something outside. I try to do that here, but there's just so many. I just don't have the time. No, I'm kidding. But,
2: there, but I try to do that. <laughs>
1: Is that like uh, LLC and I do our show bi weekly basically. Uh, there are uh-huh. exceptions and I might have interviews with with other people that get dropped in there. Um, but I do this thing called uh, Baco Plus One, which I should actually probably do it, uh, 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 an announcement here in just a second. Um, but it's where I just yeah. Have- we should
0: start now, by the way. We, <laughs> we should, should start, start now. Yeah. now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, so it just basically it allows me to because I did that grunge thing for about a year and it was a lot of fun. I'm really proud of it. But it was a lot of. Work and prep, and then you know I wanted to do it right. This is more laid back, and this is kind of more my cup of tea. It allows me to kind of continue to provide to provide content for Cobras and Fires listeners, but also without having having that feeling of stress. I guess sometimes a little yeah. anxiety, you know, trying to make sure. You're lining up the right person for all that stuff, but yes, welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco. I am my and my plus one today is, of course, the comedian uh, Courtney Cronin uh of uh, La, La Land. You're you're a big Hollywood star, a famous comedian, um, big
0: big big star. Big, I do have big star.
1: I do have <laughs> do have one thing I need to hit you with. I was disappointed to find out recently that you will not be covering the Vikings for ESPN this year, like you have the last few years. So. Uh, that no. was, a, that, was it something I said? I don't know. I
0: No, I think, which, by the way, she does not find funny at all, uh, <laughs> that we have the same name. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've been Cronin Dold for long enough, but uh, no one wants to just ad- admit it or cement it, yeah. you know, for some reason. I, I mean, I'll be married 12 years this year. It's not like we, you know, it's been five seconds. It's been a while since I've had my name. But Courtney Cronin, back when she started, doing that she and i were the only courtney cronins like on social media mm-hmm. there was like no one else and now there's like 20 and i'm like no get out of here we were here first no i'm kidding but people would tweet <laughs> to her i feel like you were one of them
1: oh i've done Could it you- I, th- so I, I think i've almost always made sure you knew when i did it so it's been about two, three, okay. two or three times not not a ton uh but right. yeah I, back I've always... before
0: i picked up oh sorry i was gonna say back before i picked up my computer and smashed it and said no more twitter um it's so triggering, like all the crazy stuff that was going on with all mm. the comedians and stuff. I just my head exploded because there was so much I knew that was truth, and from just being part of this for twenty five years and all the female comics, we tell each other everything, you know, in like in the bathroom. The one, the one we do. I mean, there's a I'm not make a make lot a of us of have been doing comments it. That's okay. Well, no, no, it's okay. Hmm. There's there's not a lot of us that have been doing it twenty. <laughs> plus years. I mean, we all pretty much know each other, but the, you know, the new girls, the 10 and under girls, like there's so many, I don't even know a lot of them. They don't really, not a lot of them do it like all the time they do it in LA or in New York, you know, but like back then we all told each other everything. Sorry, I'm yelling. Um, we told each other everything and everyone, I mean, I knew that Louis CK stuff like 10 years before it even came out, maybe more than 10 Hmm. because, it happened at a comedy festival that they don't even do anymore.
1: Because of Louis, With this
0: f- – <laughs> the Louie thing. Yeah. No, no, no. But, I mean, just all that stuff like we already knew. So this, all this stuff started coming out on Twitter about a couple people, and I'm just like, yeah, we've known this for 20-plus years. We've all known this. And then – I saw like a handful of women I knew kind of stepping up to the plate and I'm like, I'm going to fucking smash my computer. So I, I literally had to just delete my Twitter and delete it. I didn't go back for almost two years. I just went back because of the kiss cruise. I think someone's like, I'm trying to tweet you, or maybe it was rock solid. I'm trying to tweet you. Where's your Twitter? And I'm like, Oh ma'am all right, I'll get another one. I'll just block (laughs) all those things that set my head on fire. But, you know, to go back to your thing where it's like, you want to ask women in the business, like, Oh, is it different being a woman? Honestly, before I go on stage, it never occurs to me. And while I'm on stage, it never occurs to me that I'm different from the other comics. It doesn't occur to me at all. I'm just there doing my point of view, same as they do their point of view in my style, same as they do in their style. It's just maybe there's women in the crowd that will relate more to what I'm saying than some some guys. But when I'm like on the Kiss Cruise or on Monsters of Rock, I felt like it was like 50-50 in the room. I didn't feel at all like a woman or at all like I was being viewed as the female comic, right? Um, but it was kind of fun to like say the things I said and like have both teams kind of on board. Hmm. You can't do that in a regular comedy club. The whole room is in, in the whole room at the comedy club doesn't just cause they all love comedy. doesn't mean you guys all have a connection, but like, you know, <laughs> with a, with, but if you're all women, you pod, all go
1: into the bathroom and hit each other with pillows. Right.
0: Right, exactly. Man. We're like, oh my God, how's your vagina? Mine's <laughs> great. How are your boobs? Do you have one, two? Or are you in between? You know, because we're at the age now, so you know, like what what do you talk about? But um, but I didn't feel that. It's fun and same with it, rock and pot. It's like, I don't feel like the girl, I feel like one of the comics. And it's such a cool feeling because you don't feel that in comedy clubs. Nice at all.
1: Damn, I can definitely so. relate, though, to, to what it's like to be marginalized just because of who you are. I've I mentioned this before mm. because as a Kiss fan, I have been judged my entire life in a negative light. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so true, though. Yeah. People just, they don't get it.
1: Same as being black or Jewish. It's <laughs> Is that too edgy? Don't I, don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I like to take it too far, but. Well, no, we fine. we got to get back to the Oscars, though. I wanted to ask you because everybody's talking about slapping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it got me thinking, I don't think, I, I, honest to God, I, I can't remember a time I actually slapped somebody. I'm not talking like, you know, something like we're just hauled off and slapped anybody. You? No.
0: Not I, even I, in the bathroom at a comedy
1: did... club with the other female comedians?
0: No, mm. I hit a girl in sixth grade because <laughs> she was being mean and I came up and I smacked her in the arm. I think that's the only time I ever mm. hit anybody. I mean, my sister and I got into fights, but I never had a boyfriend or anybody or I never I never hit anyone. I don't I've wanted to hit plenty of people. Oh Yeah. Um, I've thrown things or broken things, but I've never hit someone. I've never felt that strongly. I have fantasized about it, but never yeah. would do it.
1: We're probably symbiotic there. I've, I've never really had a violent side yeah. to me. Um, now, I have been slapped, but only one time that I recall, and it was by my father, and I just dropped the F-bomb as a snotty teenager. Um, my father, also a very passive guy, so not. it was really shocking, and uh, it, it, uh, it's, you can tell, because I still remember it almost vividly at the bottom of the steps at the house in Owatana. A rough yeah, day I've
0: been hit. Yeah, I've been hit. Yeah. I mean, I had a really crappy boyfriend in college who threw me into a wall and stuff like that. But I had it coming. No, no, no. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he was a jerk. And then a girl in sixth grade kicked me in the ribs. Meredith Vinn. Meredith mm. Vinn kicked me in the ribs. And my mom called her mom and her mom was a bitch, too. Mm. So Meredith Vinn, I hope, I hope nothing has become of you. <laughs> Meredith Vinn. Can you believe I remember her name?
1: Yes. Kicked yes, me yeah. in the ribs. It hurt. Meredith they were all Vins.
0: bruised and I, I couldn't breathe.
1: Right now the listeners are and, trying to find her on social media and there's a lot of innocent Meredith well, Vins are going to get <laughs> torn into shit. As a, and, well, I uh, stood up Tara, Tara Buchler is too, apparently.
0: Well, she was a bully and I stood up to her. And Tara Buchler was a it.
1: whore and didn't appreciate my yeah. love in sixth grade.
0: That's right. <laughs> she was meanie.
1: No, I'm just sorry. I, I stepped all over you there. No, 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 it's fine.
0: Men, men have to come in and save us because we don't know what we're doing. It's like when I'm doing comedy, guys like yell shit out, and it's like, no, I'm just trying to help you, and I'm like, you're not, but that's okay. But people like really think they're helping.
1: And that's kind of how Will Smith came off to me. Is that like, uh, look, from what I could tell, and all the angles, and and look, this thing's been fucking beat to death. I don't want to get. I actually have a way to shift the conversation, but to me, it seemed like Jada. Gave him a look that made him go, oh, now I have to go do something. And it was like because there was a couple inappropriate jokes made about uh, inappropriate, depending on your opinion. I'm just saying edgy. Let's let's call it edgy uh, of Jada openly yeah. having uh, an affair on, with someone, you know,
0: which she has talked about. Mm mm-hmm in public so much but in a very no fucked one up, gives a shit anymore
1: in a very fucked up and aren't i important kind of way you know it's just like and i don't really care those two can do whatever the fuck they want i really i have no opinion on that at all it, stay together don't stay together work it out don't work it out you 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 have resources that people who deal with a lot of more real issues don't when it comes to like well if we split up who's going to take care yeah. of the kids oh of our seven nannies are going to continue to do that same job. Uh, so I, I just don't right. care. You know what I mean? The-
0: I, I think he does have something going on mentally. Maybe there's some kind of breakdown coming because of all of this and the humility. It's been humiliating for him, I think, you know, cause he's mm. America's favorite movie star. And then his wife has an affair with a, a mentally disturbed young man who needs help. And it filled it filled her ego
1: enough that she felt the
0: need to share it with the world.
1: It was just her, help, not just her just husband helping him, man. You know, just just.
0: I mean, it Aren't was we... the most self centered thing I've ever seen. That is private. That's your marriage. Hmm. That is nobody's business. No one's business. Because as soon as you're that famous and you open yourself up to that, comedians cannot help it. They they well, can't.
1: Yeah. They, and they it's have the Oscars, these kind of jokes are—they're basically done in a way to humanize the the event. You know, it's like we right. all—we all acknowledge we're horrible individuals, right? You know, it's kind of that deal,
0: right? I mean, it, here's here it is here it is just kind of broken down really quickly. Did I think the joke was funny? Yeah, it was pretty clever. Hmm. Did did I think he knew that she had alopecia? God, no, absolutely not. Do I think that he gives a shit what they think? And he was going to say anything he wanted? No, he he's always made jokes about Jada. Who cares? Is he Chris Rock and he's one of the greatest comedians of our lifetime? Yes, he is. So when producers put everything in prompter and I've worked on award shows, I've worked on talk shows, I know the legal channels, like it goes through a lot. And my friend, a friend of mine wrote on the Oscars, my friend Suli, who I feel, you know, he's like, hey, by the way, everybody, we had some great stuff. You know, Amy Schumer, like, thanked him specifically in her um, – you know, in her thank you on Instagram for specific jokes. No one does that. No one specifically thanks a writer for a specific joke. Oh my God. That never happens to me. Do you know what happens is they throw me under the bus for Hmm. the joke that doesn't work. They'll be like, thanks a lot, Courtney, or nice one, Courtney. It's not the one that kills, you know, it's always the one that, that doesn't hit as hard. So, um, so I thought that was really impressive, but, um, No, he, yes, he didn't do the jokes that were in the prompter. Everybody's seen the producer tell Mm -hmm. that story. He didn't do it. Was anyone worried? Not really, because he's Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. And, and of course no one thought any of that would actually happen and, and it shouldn't have, and it was stupid. And, and I, I, I'm just kind of getting sick of like all these weird things happening to comedians. It's just getting so old and it's like. Like, we can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. Yes, I realize some things are very sensitive. You know, if she had cancer and he came out and was like, hey, how's your cancer? And knew it. That's <laughs> kind of a dick move. But but that's not what he did. Not what he did. No. And and um, and no, Will Smith shouldn't have done that. And do I know a million comedians that have been approached and bum rushed on stage? Yes, I know tons. I've been grabbed. John Bazaar one time grabbed me and his name was John Bizarre. He did a. He did an Adrian Brody Halle Berry on me during a, a showcase at the Laugh Factory. Oh. I was like 24 years old, and I brought him up, and he grabbed me in the middle of the stage, dipped me, and planted this big, wet, sloppy kiss all over my neck.
1: Oh, that's romantic. Just kidding.
0: And I'm like, <laughs> and, and then just, like, lifted me back up like, like it was Okay.
1: John you know, bizarre like, now and, is getting and, attacked on on social media we we're, we're, we're doing well here man
0: <laughs> he's okay guy I mean you never a heard funny of the guy co- I mean, is he comic. is he
1: someone I should know or no
0: yeah, he's a comic I mean he's a I haven't heard his name in a long time but he was around a lot when I, back then he was funny but was that appropriate no that no not at all but did he think it was okay absolutely absolutely thought it was okay I had a guy um literally attack me on stage I was I was um, opening for Bruce Baum. Remember Baby Man? <laughs> Remember Bruce Baum from Make Me Laugh? No. Oh, well, he's super. F- oh, he was so he's so funny. He's still really funny. He kind of looks like David Crosby if he was a comedian.
1: Um, but super oh, funny yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah,
0: super nice guy. And um, he brought me to do some corporate thing, radio thing, and um, and the DJ was hitting on me, and he was being relentless. And then at at the middle of my set, because I was hosting, I'm sorry, I, I kept going back up. He went up on the stage, wrapped himself around my leg and wouldn't let go. So I had to, like, drag him off the stage with me. I mean, in Reno, a woman threatened to stab me. She was in the back of the room saying, I'm going to kill you, bitch. They had to escort her out. What
1: did you say? uh, What was the joke? Was it you called her G.I. Jane, too? (laughs) I don't
0: remember. <laughs> I, I don't remember because I think I was just doing my act and she and on the road, like in places like that, back when I was a lot sharper, I would do a lot of crowd work. I don't really do that anymore. It's too exhausting. But I would do crowd work in the middle of my set to kind of spread out, you know, just stretch out my time. So I was talking to people and playing around and I said something and she didn't like it. And she said something back and I slammed her and I think she tried again, and I hit her again, and then she started to come towards the stage.
1: So I'm, I'm I ran. A, a lot of violent moments in your life where I, you know, uh, you've been kind of... This getting, was a
0: long of, time ago.
1: Hmm. you settled it, down?
0: Yeah, this was a long time ago. Nothing's happened to me. And, I mean, I've been kicked off stage, but that was also in my 20s. They kicked me out of the place. <laughs> <laughs> but... I'm uh, nothing this. like that's happened in the, like the last, like 10, 15 years, nothing's happened, but all right on. you know, it happens.
1: Absolutely. Oh, it I, happens. You know, I, I, all my idiot moments. Well, by the way, I don't think you described any idiot moments. I'm just trying to think of anything relatable. It's always involved me being between the age of 20 and 30 alcohol. And I don't know, sometimes the band, sometimes something else, but, uh, I don't have a lot of moments that, I, there, I guess there was a guy at a New Year's Eve gig that threw pepperoni at me and the rest of the band uh, for a <laughs> while, and I called him up front, and and he, I don't know, there was a the whole little exchange there that uh, uh, was kind of weird, but that's probably the closest I have to any of that kind of nonsense. I've never fallen on stage. I cannot believe that. I, have you ever and, fallen, fallen down on stage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. I've totally fallen on stage. I've walked going up onto the stage. I tripped up the stairs and had to do one of those running forwards till I till I finally fell kind of
1: situations. <laughs> I, similar but but it's probably a little different. I remember like shortly after I turned twenty one, a guy that I worked with was gonna take me bar cruising in the local southern Minnesota Rochester area. And the first uh-huh. place we went to, um, it was wintertime or it was cold outside anyway. I had my hands in my pocket and I'm walking up the steps and I did this. I tripped on the step, but it was the, cause I did, my arms were in my pockets. I couldn't put them out to catch myself. And I did this almost kind of like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm trying to describe it for the listener. Um, the slowest fall you could ever make. I just kind of like rolled my body down like that. And I didn't end up getting hurt or anything like that, but it was just like, I remember like in the moment going, when am I ever going to hit the ground? But uh, it sounds like what you're talking about. Cause it was going up steps and you kind of like, do this kind of lazy, slow.
0: Yeah. It was not g- graceful at all. Hmm. I can't think of any like horror stage stories in the last 10 years it i i i think people are behaving better i feel like crowds are they're just a little more sensitive like i i made a joke in palm springs about my dog that i've been doing for like since i've got my dog and it was so weird at what is offending people like The joke is so simple. I just say my husband wants to name the dog, so he's always, like, trying to find German names. So he's like, how about we name him Hansi? And I'm like, no, he's not a gay figure skater. We're not naming him Hansi. Okay? I said that joke in a room with a mostly gay crowd, very busy, and a group of straight people in the middle went, oh, (laughs) And I'm like, how are you offended by that? Hmm. How are you offended by me saying Hanzi the gay figure skater? It's not real. It's about my dog. And no one and else was offended. His name is Hansi
1: the gay figure skater.
0: No, but no one else was offended. Like I, the, I, but how does God, your dog. All the guys, mean, guys were laughing.
1: No, well, but the, they're going, oh, you can't say that. How is he supposed to put the skates on, Courtney? I mean, they don't even no, fit they properly on pause. They don't make they, were, they don't they make ice skates for dogs? <laughs> Come on. Not,
0: but now I have to change that because I I noticed a room get uncomfortable and offended because hmm. I said gay figure skater because it's it's a stereotype.
1: Because yeah, yeah, t- there are
0: no gay figure skaters. I
1: don't I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> I mean it's so silly. I mean that's that's just silly. It's not offensive. It's not it's not mean. It's 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 silly, you know, so but now I gotta change that.
1: And so, apparently send your dog to one of those uh camps where they make him not gay.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. He has to go to one of those uh, the,
1: I think uh camps. the Duggar family hosts a, a dog anti gay thing, whatever, but uh
0: Well look what happened to them. Karma. <laughs> uh,
1: God, they're
0: terrible people.
1: They are terrible people. I, I do I do think Ooh. it when it comes to I think I still think, for the most part, the squeaky wheel is the minority, and they get the most attention. I think, for the most part, people can just not like a joke and move the fuck on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm basing that largely yeah. upon my own personal experience because uh, I, I don't have a a, a, a perfect filter, and I've definitely thrown some shit out there I that. Uh, I I just mean in the sense of like, it it could definitely be taken. I should be banned on, you know, blocked on Facebook way more than I have been. Um, Can I shift this, do a hard shift back to the Oscars on my last point on that? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, so, but it it,
0: it, it it relates. It does. You know, yes.
1: It does no, I, well, we encourage tangents on the show, so don't. So, of course, if you got something to say, let's just go that direction. But I, I, this is the one point that I was kind of wanted to, to run by you. Yeah, that
0: Luce went off on such a tangent. He's not even here.
1: Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. He's probably like doing something stupid, like going to his kids' game or something. What a loser. Or, uh, or
0: being a father. Yeah. Blah blah.
1: <laughs> like, oh, I'm always here, <laughs> present. And, you <laughs> got it for one of those guys, <laughs> um, but uh, the apologies have gone back and forth. <laughs> the, the, yeah, fu- the fucking. National, like you know, everybody wants to talk about fake news. This is when you get to fake news when, like, to, the Today Show and Good Morning America's are leading with this nonsense four days after it happened. With like
3: this morning, the Academy's Board of Governors, the powerful group that oversees the Oscars, is set to discuss possible sanctions against Will Smith. Who, who
1: fucking cares? I don't care. It is newsworthy. You can cover, it, but it shouldn't be the fucking first thing. And my question for you is: from Chris Rock's view and from uh, Will Smith's point of view, okay, he said a joke that offended his wife he went up and slapped chris rock they both apologized in which situation is it harder to accept the apology if you're chris rock taking it from will smith or the other way
0: oh um will smith taking an apology for being assaulted when you were doing your job and Mm -hmm. doing your job well
1: i think hollywood Um, fucked will smith up by the way i I really do they mean he just came bouncing into town with a kid whose parents didn't understand him and now he's just he's been fucking (laughs) he's been kind of tom cruise weird for about 10 15 years to me anyway well,
0: i I think this thing with his wife like i think he's had some kind of psychotic break or something right
1: i mean how how and 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 that's that's the one thing that i almost give him a little pass for it's like how is it on a night that you're nominated for a best actor Oscar that he ends up winning, that you have to sit and hear people make fun of the fact that you're still with the woman who cheated on you, and everybody fucking knows. It's like that has got to be difficult, but not. But again, I, I I don't even know if he knew what was going through his head when he walked up to the stage. I looked at I, I, th-
0: I don't think he did. I I think I think it happened in a split second. I think he decided in that second, and when he went up there, I don't think he knew he was going to hit him till he got there.
3: Okay, here's the situation. My parents went away on a week's vacation, and they left the keys to the brand new Porsche that they mind. Mm, Well, of course not. I'll just take it for a little spin, and maybe show it off to a couple of friends. Just cruised around the neighborhood Well, maybe I should Yeah, of course I should Pay attention, here's the thick of the plot I pulled up to the corner at the end of my block And that's when I saw this beautiful girly girl walking I picked up my car phone to perpetrate like I was talking <laughs> You should have seen this girl's bodily dimensions, I honked my horn Just to get her attention She said, was that for me? I said, yeah She said, why? I said, come on and take a ride with the hell of a guy She said, how do I know you're not sick? lunatic I said come on Tux. my name is the prince besides we're a lunatic have a Porsche like this she had beaten we were on our way she was looking very good so it's I must say word we hit McDonald's pulled into the drive we ordered." And two large fries the cokes she kicked the shoes off onto the floor she said drive fast speed turns me on she put a hand on my knee i put my foot on the gas we almost got whiplash i took off so fast my roof was open the music was high and this girl's hand was steadily moving up my thigh she had opened up three buttons on her shirt so far i guess that's why i didn't notice that police car we're doing 90 in my mom's new portion to make this long story Pull me over, I was scared as hell I said, I don't have a license, but I drive very well, officer I almost had a heart attack that day Come to find out the girl was a 12-year-old runaway I was arrested, the car was impounded There was no way for me to avoid being grounded My parents had to come off a vacation to get me I'd rather be in jail than to have my father hit me My parents walked in and I got my I said Uh, Mom, Dad, How was your trip? They didn't speak. I said I don't want to plead my case. But my father just shoved me in the car by my face. That was a hard ride home. I don't know how I survived it. They took turns. One would beat me while the other one was driving. I can't believe it. I just made a mistake. Well, parents are the same no matter time, no place. So to you other kids all across the land, take it from me. Parents just don't understand.
0: And it's funny because... I can tell that like, you're like, well, let's talk to Courtney about this because she probably, you know, she's a comedian and Mm. she probably has this idea. But can you tell how sad I am about it? Comedians are very distraught. We're devastated by it. Like none of us think it's funny. No one's really making jokes. Really? Not really. Maybe to get on Twitter as fast as you could. But the next day, once it kind of sunk mm. in, everybody was kind of like, oh, my God, did that really just happen? Like, what? what's next? Like, what can we not talk about? I mean – I, I personally don't make jokes about other people's appearance unless I pick a target that's a, not in the room and two that people love to make fun of my favorite being Vince Neal.
1: I was and- just going to say that we like loose and I have had off air conversations about it. <laughs> Cause uh, as, as people probably know, we edit the fuck out of our show. That way we can kind of be free when we record and then just like, not appropriate, yes. not going to put it out there. Uh, much like tonight, except for I'm only going to edit myself. I'm going to make sure everything that you've been saying about all these people. Gets <laughs> uh, but no, like Vince Neal was the one guy. It was just like, I'm not going to feel bad for that guy on anything. And I can, I, I'm not going to, look, that's out there. I'm not going to break down the bullet points of it. But he's he's been a pretty horrible human being, despicable, doesn't give a fuck, those kind of things. So I, it's amazing you brought no. him up. He'd be the one guy that I'm like, I don't give a fuck if I call him fat. Fuck him. He's fat.
0: Well, my sister is a therapist and she's like, I don't like your Vince Neil joke because, you know, he lost his daughter and I don't think people ever fully recover from that. And I go, no, Jessica, of course, that's not, you know, we're not making fun of that. I go, but he's done so many things that are sort of worthy of, of kind of pointing out, you know, and, and, um, you know, like, it just, and just lying to people and, and he's, the, the fights and the punches and the, I mean, he, he has a severe, she goes, well, he has a, a severe drinking problem and, and, and he needs help. And I'm like, yes, he does. See, and that's the way she looks at it. You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, he he does need help, you know, and, and you know, hopefully he'll get some. But like then you see Vince Neil going, I'm ready for the Motley Crue tour, wasted f- from Argentina or wherever he was. You're like, I'm going to get my shit together. And then three days later, he's got an EM sculpt machine on his stomach. That is for toning abs. <laughs> that is not for. Where can getting I get healthy
1: are those available to the general public can I buy one of those or
0: yeah they're like a hundred thousand dollars but those aren't for getting healthy those are for toning abs if you already have you know a flatter stomach it's for getting like a six pack
2: mm. you can't
0: put it over Santa and try to get Santa <laughs> to get down to a six pack I'm not thin e- I'm not in great shape but I he needed to get healthy so he doesn't go on the tour and die. Well, not, you, you just said that weight, though. And, so,
1: you just said that though, and the first thing Vince Neil said was "Challenge accepted." So he went out and got one. Yes,
0: so. exactly. I mean, people are worried about his health that he's going to die. Not that you I'm know, not. He needs not to he, lose he's weight. not going
1: to die. I, 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 he's, he's 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 just a clown. Yeah, you know, he's never given. Do you think
0: he'll fuck. survive that tour?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, this guy has fucking skated his life through everything. He'll fucking he'll skate through this nonsense too.
0: I think they should get the guy who did the ADR for it for the dirt and who did the some of his voice for the dirt.
1: <laughs> well, he'll probably be off stage, uh, you know, do something. But
0: no, the guy I saw him, I saw the band. They I forget the name of the band. Um, I think it's called Dr. Feelgood. And they're a Motley Crue cover band hmm. that, that live here. And I went to see them at this Oktoberfest Actually, God, it's been a couple of years because of COVID. I always think everything was last year. Yeah,
1: it's not so. so it, it was it a couple of years like ago. COVID was like a, just over, like not even a year ago. It's I nuts. know,
0: so weird. Um, and they were so great. And then the guy was so good. And he was telling us, "Oh yeah, I, I did the voice. I did. I was in the dirt, and I did some of the vocals for the dirt." And I'm like, "Why don't they just hire him? Like, uh,
1: yeah, that, why not? How is it we're here, man?" I honestly think if the Millie Vanilli, Sorry. Fiat no, 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 <laughs> I'm not. I mean here as far as like, let's just get the guy because like you know, uh, Lewis likes to talk about having holograms even for living people. Uh, get, get them out there, you know. And we and we've all like, and you know, we get defensive when we find out Paul Stanley's lip syncing. We say things like, "Well, everybody does it." I'm I'm literally convinced if the Millie Vanilli scandal happened today, we'd all go, "Yeah, but girl, you know it's true." As a fucking burner man i love that no talk. one exactly it's like when did we decide that it doesn't really matter if the people that i adore for the art they gave me and gave me joy in their life were actually involved at all it's like uh, give me a break hey just go up there and dance <laughs> i want fucking some other guy off stage who can still sing to sing for you at Least I'll give us to Vince for the most part. He goes out there and sings as much as he can, as much then as he can, puts the mic out in the audience, and like you know, it's just he does that anyway. He does that anyway, so I mean, why that, not? To me, have that's to do more it? honest than you know, like, yeah, let's you know, let's just use a little, a little <laughs> help, let's you know, put you know, Paul's old. What do you expect? I know, He's 70. I, I expect him to fucking retire. That's what I expect. How is that, a, like, like an unreasonable request of somebody who literally says, well, I need this because I can't do it. Well, then you need to fucking not do it.
0: Sorry. Well, I think it's Sorry, just, now well, I yelled. This is, no, no, no. It's okay because I think that, like, this is, I mean, rock and roll is not that old. You know, and the kind of rock and roll we listen to yes. is just starting to get old. Yeah. And so there has to be changes. And these are some of the changes. <laughs> and as arios B. Wagon would say, we got to roll with the changes. Mm. And oh, um, well, by the
1: way, the song and- that was played in my wedding when I got married <laughs> as we walked down that state uh down uh, and we were married by Dracula in Vegas on, on Halloween, in case you didn't know. Our listeners have already bored them with that story, but yeah, it was roll with the changes because that was the I, 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 I used that song to kind of convince her to like it's time to change where your life is going. You need to go with Baco and you roll with Baco. Oh, I love that. As soon as you bought woman I am we
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. No, she's the best.
0: My wedding. Oh, I love it. Anyway, your wedding. Oh, my wedding song was I was going to say my wedding song was Sport and a Woody, but it was um, <laughs> it, it was. Uh, <laughs> um, that
1: was that was our uh, father daughter dance for the people that came. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my God. I'm stealing that. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you credit on stage. That's all when I it ask for. Laugh, right? That's all I ask unlike for. Unlike <laughs> when people don't get a laugh. Yeah,
1: that's it's a pretty much only a Monsters of Rock Cruise joke, though, right? you not. Uh, it is. Yeah. No
0: one else is going to get that reference. No, yeah. I I wrote one for Chad Stewart on Monsters where he Don and I wrote it together. We took equal blame, but the joke was um, we were talking about people having sex in the hot tubs. And how the band should stop using the hot tubs for, as they're called, they're called jacuzzis. They're not bathtubs. So I think something about the guys in the bands, you know, guys, in, you know, band stop using the jacuzzis to clean out your asshole. That's disgusting. That's what the water slides for.
1: So and,
0: <laughs> that's a good and joke.
1: Then, and Bobby Blotzer no, I, calls it a jacuzzi, by the way. Just want to throw that in there. A jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um. So that gets a laugh, you know. And then the second part is, is those jacuzzis. Oh, God, there's more DNA in there than in. And it was a joke that Don and I wrote together for when he was on tour with Faster Pussycat, which was about the motels at um, Sturgis and how everybody just literally bathes in the pool there (laughs)
2: because it's so
0: hot. And so everybody's in the pool the whole time. And so we were saying there's more DNA in that pool than in the bunks on the Faster Pussycat tour bus. Ooh, nice. Now, that that's funny because any joke about Faster Pussycat doing something gross or weird is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And um, and instead, we said we changed it. And he said there's more DNA in that jacuzzi than in Kip Winger's cabin. <laughs> and some people were oh! like,
1: his wife passed away. Uh, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no exactly
0: and then they were oh and then uh chad goes thanks a lot for that thanks for that one courtney and i'm like uh don's the one who said like and i i say nothing but mm. it's funny how that if it right away it's like thank that's the only time anyone tosses to you on stage is when the joke doesn't get the reaction you want
1: yeah all right <laughs> of course but uh you know i've only been told one time in my life i should do stand-up and it was when I was just actually expressing my personal feelings on marching band. <laughs> 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 uh, it was like wait you're hilarious. You should just say wait, you thought I was joking. <laughs> I was like
0: Marching Band.
1: Too too there hard. There should
0: only be one person that thinks you're funny to go up on stage that you should listen to, and that is you.
1: Mm, fair enough yeah so no i'm not doing it um i I always liked the guitar as a kind of it's like a buffer um if things get uncomfortable and the audience isn't reacting or if (laughs) in way too many instances there's nobody there you can just kind of look down and play you know what i mean and it's difficult that is
0: exactly what oh sorry go ahead i was gonna Uh, say it's exactly what kip winger said and jason beeler said i I don't that's why they're funny with their guitar
1: yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, I definitely, when we we, um, we did a, a period where we were doing a lot of cover shows, three-hour nights, made a lot of money, but that meant I wasn't always having to play guitar, because it wasn't, you know, we were doing all these other different songs, different reasons for that stuff, and it was a little bit unnerving to get used to, just a microphone and that kind of stuff. You know, I like to think I work through it, but the reality is, you know, you're still kind of a who you are and a mental midget, and, and I think you take away, at least I had the music and I could also, you know, just bust moves, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a crazy good white guy dancer, but, um, <laughs> I don't think that would be as easy with, with comedy. I think I'd, I'd almost have to resort to a type of comedy. I don't, I don't really enjoy as much, which would be like prop comedy.
0: And that's okay.
1: Yeah, but no, you no
0: comedy is fine too.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, funny songs to me are kind of, I don't know. Well, All I'm getting at is that like, people
0: love it. People love it. Nothing wrong
1: with that. And there's people who are very good at it and do a great job and people enjoy it. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, The comedians that I like and the kind of comedy I'd want to do really wouldn't work for that kind of stuff. Uh, And also, I'm just not that good of a comedy writer. So there's all these like hurdles.
0: You get a writer and then we work together (laughs) and find your voice.
1: And then I blame the writer for all the bad jokes and don't say anything about the ones I kill. That's what I learned today. When
0: you're doing, yeah, when you're doing a set like like on our show, punchlines and backlines. When you're doing a set on that, and the musicians are doing a set, they only have that one set. Mm -hmm. So we're going by, you know, just experience uh, of things that we think will work well in front of which crowd. And then there's some you're not sure. You're like, could this kill or could this be disgusting? Like you're not sure. Like I, I, fought Kip Winger a little bit on this one story. I go, he goes, why'd you cut out the Loogie story? And I go, because he's very like meticulous, like a per, like a perfectionist. Mm. And and what, if I change one word or something, he'd write me and go, you you changed a word, <laughs> like. So I said I took it out because it's so gross, and he's like, but it that's what I want. I want people to go, oh, and I'm like, okay, if that's what you want, I go, but it really is disgusting. And he's like, okay, whatever. He's like, I want to do it. And in my head, I'm like, God, it, I just don't know. I just don't know how this is going to go over. Like, And I was like battling with myself. Should I, should, I have, should I come back again and go, I think we should take this out. Mm, I'll just leave it. Then there was a, another one I wanted to definitely take out. I'm like, we got to take this out. And he's like, no, 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 I want to say it. I want to say this because I want to say this. I'm like, okay. So there were those two, I wasn't sure. I was wrong about the Lugie. Everybody went crazy and loved it. Okay. But I was right about the other one. There was an uncomfortable kind of (laughs) silence where he lost them for a second. But just a second. And it doesn't matter. But it's like, because you only have that one set. You know, it's not like they're out working it out at open mics for a year. So it's going to be, I mean, you were at our show and, oh, no, you didn't come.
1: No, I flew, out, I flew out before the, the first one that you did in Nashville.
0: But even regular comics aren't 10 for 10 with jokes. Hmm. You know, maybe one doesn't go over as well as the other. So you go to the next one, you sure. go to the next one. That's just normal comedy. So it's the same for them. But I think their success rate is higher than us because it's so specific to them, to the crowd, to what's happening mm-hmm. to their life, to everything, and so carefully crafted that even like their ratio is higher than ours. I feel like, like he,
1: you just described Paul Stanley's Twitter account.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, I don't care if Paul lip syncs. I'm one of the people, I, I'm one of the people that wants to see the invisible Stairmaster. master. I, and I, the I'm sorry,
1: but you don't, you don't get to say you like music anymore. Oh, wait a second. You're a monkeys fan. You like, but you, I
0: love the music. Yeah, They played their own instruments after, after Headquarters
1: But I liked, they, I like, I'm very impressed with the, the, the uh, Musicians who played on their records Yes, they're very good
0: And them
1: Gotta say, I stole that joke from Eric Miller <laughs> If I don't, there then I'm going to hear monkeys. about it On the next Pods and Sods episode
0: There's the difference between men and women there With, with music Because we Look at Paul Differently than you guys do <laughs> Than most of you.
1: We do. (laughs) Not sure this is the hill you want to die on, Courtney.
0: We see him in a different way. It's he's not just the cool lead singer, songwriter, cool, awesome guitar player. He's also a sex symbol to us. Hmm. So, like, if we need to see him, and you know, if he can't do the woo-woo-woos, if he can't do that, and he has to do (laughs) I'm lip syncing everybody.
1: (gasps) That's what he does.
0: Woo! I know, but who cares? He's, I mean, come on, there's got to be some. In-
1: yeah, uh, quit making my argument for me as if you're using it against me. Yeah, you know I'm what? I'm not
0: using it against you. Well, I'm not no, you You.
1: well, yeah, I'm, well, you know what I mean. Look, I'm not, I'm not being, yeah. this stuff doesn't matter. I don't care. It if, doesn't matter. If they're going to do it and you're going to buy a ticket, it has no impact on my life at all. But, well, yeah,
0: I'll I think, still
1: buy a ticket. And some people have a hard time comprehending that part of it. That that The thing is, I'm not so myopic that I'm incapable of having an opinion and moving on with my life. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are um, based on the last... 5 to 6 years too many people are but yeah i'm am an opinionated guy but I, I don't need everything to be to be uh, fixated around what i think is right or wrong but come on you cannot you can't say you like music and also beyonce is amazing that's just that's absurd Look,
0: they after he's dead, they can weekend at Bernie's that shit, and I'll still go. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will still go. But you know what? I made a joke about Paul's voice, which I'd never done before because oh. I just feel like that's inappropriate hmm. because I'm not a singer. I, do, I haven't rock But you'll make fun of his weight. 50 years of his weight? Yeah. What? Hey, look, no.
1: Okay, you know, like you just said, not every joke is good.
0: No. Well, he... I. No, I'm talking Let's about my joke, not yours. Oh, 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 okay, okay. But I, I just, all I said was, I, I just, I do a joke about how much I love him, mm-hmm. and and that I've loved him my whole life, and or I've loved him since I was five, and even then I was too old for him, <laughs> and and then I said, oh, you know, and then I do this joke about Paul, da, 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 and then I said, um, I just can't believe it's almost over. I'm so sad that it's the end of the voice tour. I mean, oh. the end of the. Hmm. Road tour that's or something good, like that. I that's a the, solid joke. I thought it was a solid end of the voice tour. And boy, I mean, you would have thought.
1: <laughs> I broke well, I mean. They were all upset it, because it's w- like you're about ten years late for that. Uh, but it's not your fault. They didn't call it the end of the road tour ten years ago when his voice was shot. So
0: No, they called it then. Well, yeah, I told it at the rock and pod and I could sense sadness.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I love him too, but you know,
1: Oh God! It's just how do you I, sing I, like
0: that for fifty years?
1: It's hard. Well, well yeah. They're, they're, again, that's why you have to stop because you can't. He had a very rangy, strong voice that just it. It's it's a muscle. It's just not going to be there forever. God bless the people that can do it, but it typically not somebody who sings like him. But he, whatever. He's so smug about it too. You know, he like he talks down about Ace and Peter not being able to do the gig, and then he throws that shit up there. All the stuff. I'm not going to rehash oh. all that kind of crap. You know, I I, I, I didn't want to get into that, but because basically it's just I'm being mean to Kiss again, and and then someone's going to get upset with me. But uh, someone's
0: going to get upset with me too. Well, you know what? Chicken butt. Um, I was just going to say. To people like that, as soon as you stop doing what you do, you're dead. So, I mean...
1: there's ways around that. He did Soul Station, which he basically fit this band to cover all of his, you know, uh, current deficiencies, whatever you want to call it. Uh, He's given... Kiss fans first of all, kiss fans are so fucking selfish. If you really are a diehard fan, what band has given you more? Do you really need more? We didn't need more at the end of the the, the, the farewell tour. You really- <laughs> you don't, uh, and, and look, and uh, you, you, you don't have to go the Craig Smith route again. Another Pods and Sods reference, where he's just like, "I'm bailing on everything. I'm punting. Kisses gone. I hate them all." I'm still a big fan. I still have all my records. I have a, a good chunk of my collection. Most of it boxed up now, but. I still listen to the music. I still watch the videos. I still love the band. The memories, yeah, there you go, are still important <laughs> to me. I still have Kiss t shirts, like you just pointed there. I just, I don't need anything more. I don't need a new record. I don't need another tour. I don't. And but and again, this is me. I don't recall them ever being a band that like was known for Vinnie Vincenting their fans. Like, give us a pile of money and then we'll send you nothing. You know. <laughs> I have bought.
0: Is that the expression now, Vinnie Vincenting?
1: It is as of now, copyright <laughs> Baco. Uh, um, but Vinnie, don't get another dime from me. But now, uh, it, it just—I—we don't, I don't have to go on a big kiss tangent. But to me, that's kind of yeah. like kind of shitty. I don't know. It's just like—but again, that's Kiss fans. They just take it in. I you don't know for the most part.
0: It's okay. I that's guess. Okay, we all have our feelings about all of it. I do definitely feel like that's where I feel a divide. With women fans, the women fans it's that, just I, because that I'm Paul friendly Stanley with,
1: can still kind of look good with his t-shirt off. Doesn't he look like a, like an old guy that's still kind of in shape? Though he doesn't really look like he did.
0: But no one can. And guess, you know, can. no one can, but he's still, he's still hanging in there.
1: He looks good for his he age and great. his father lived to 101. He's probably, yeah. you know, going to be around when I'm done at that rate. You know what I mean? He's like, Yo, fuck you, Baco. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be at my, he'll be roasting me at my funeral if I'm lucky. I almost felt bad for his co-host Baco. And then I met him. Well, oh yeah. At least his band recommendations will help you decide what not to buy. (laughs) I can now tell my friends and family that I, Paul Stanley, was once in the same room as Baco. People... Is there a word that means the opposite of name dropping? Oh yeah!
0: Yeah, I I uh, I, I think maybe it's like a, you know, like a it, there's like a heartthrob thing, like for girls, like guys have posters and whatever. We have posters and then we look at them and go, I'm going to marry you someday. Like, <laughs> you know, not unlike you guys where you're like, I got to clean the sticky stuff off this poster someday. No, like, that's, it's just
1: a little you, different. Oh, of course. No woman's <laughs> flicking the bean to a Paul Stanley poster in 1885, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, it's just Are guys. You just guys jerking off to lead a Ford. It's not, no, no. Women don't do that. They just go, oh, I, just, I want to write you a poem, and then we'll mm-hmm. we'll cut the cake at our wedding date. Nah, yeah, whatever. Romance my ass. Do you, do you
0: want to know who was in my room? You're going to love this. Hmm. Well, for our world, it was Paul Stanley, for sure, always. Kip Winger, Mark Slaughter, Corey Feldman, <laughs> Corey Haim.
1: That one I kind of get. Yeah. You, and was it ever the two Corys together? <laughs> the two Corys,
0: you know, yeah. In your yeah, but imagination,
1: then, I'm saying, you know what I mean. Without being oh, too graphic. No.
0: no, I loved Corey Haim. I wanted to marry Corey Haim. Um, but yeah, anytime there was any of those like Teen Beat magazine, and then I had monkey pictures. Teen Beat. Everywhere. Was
1: there ever a better name for a magazine? Teen Beat.
0: <laughs> Teen, Beat.
1: Teen oh, Beat. It was. <laughs>
0: And then I had so many monkey pictures. You've seen that weird, crazy stalker picture of me with all the monkey pictures, right? Absolutely. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I love posting it too. I like, and I'd say, John Billings, show this to Mickey. See what he says. Um, I look insane. And there's so much more monkey stuff. If you If you look in the picture, you'll see that like even my bulletin board is covered in all pins of monkeys. Like... <laughs> I have so much monkey stuff. Like I'm just reaching over my desk and then this just happens to be right here. Like I have so much stuff. And then here's my folder for work. Here's my folder for work. Nice. And, and then, you know, and on the back I have podcast rock city because I can't put jerk socks from Cobras and fire (laughs) on my, on my work thing. Hey, our
1: stickers don't say that.
0: I don't think I have your sticker. Mm. I have a fan of 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 um devin's face mm. and i have a uh, I have something else from you guys
1: yeah, a sock apparently i
0: have a i have a pin
1: oh uh, we never did pins, so that's somebody else
0: Th- then what do i have
1: look the, uh, a uh, oh a
0: chony chony wipe maybe <laughs> no, i wasn't there for those i missed those
1: i don't know they <laughs> I don't think you did I don't know
0: what a choni is what's a chony wipe what does that mean
1: um it is <laughs> okay it's about to get gross I'm just giving you a heads up uh it's the uh do you know what hey I'll tell you I'll, I'll try to uh, put it a little softer do you know what do you know what gig butt is No okay so uh for musicians that wear leather <laughs> pants um oh! things, things get a little sweaty and there's a there's a certain yes swamp ass is very similar. Uh yeah. and and your pants have a certain smell to them. It's not like you can you know toss your leather pants in the the washing machine with some Tide. So uh we call mm-hmm. that gigbutt, which is also the name of one of my cats because of that. Isn't that that sweet? Um
0: Aww. The I cho- have a cat named Mr. Poopy, oh, but nice. not because of that.
1: You know, the weird thing is Gigbutt poops all the time. Um <laughs> Chony is that area that sets the, the 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 swampy smell. Uh, so oh. you can kind of go from front to back or back to front, however you want. It, you know, it's basically a dude wipe. It's a, it's one of those flushable, uh, not flushable, uh, wet wipes. But uh, the 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 front cho- to
0: back is probably better. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think so. But the, the chony is that area that uh, between the ball, basically the balls to the the, the butthole is, is your choney. So and you wipe.
0: Oh, the taint. <laughs> But about Jeff Tate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: he was in the room. Yeah, I
1: did it. Did you like it?
0: I don't know, but you guys played a little bit of the, the thing I did yeah. um, uh, when you did the recap show. So I did all the bands. And then I did this joke about a woman in the room next to me using a vibrator, basically. And then and the joke was um, I was hoping she was just going for her faster pussycat, but I think she put it in her Tom Kiefer. I think, I think it slipped and went under Tom Kiefer, but I just hope she wasn't focusing on that area in between, you know, the Jeff Tate. And it hit much harder on Sunday, and then I realized it's because he was in the room.
1: Nice. His sister, <laughs> for God's sake. So
0: I stopped and I go, he's in the room, isn't he?
1: <laughs> I have a feeling he's got a fairly decent sense of humor about himself. He's not quite as big of a douchebag. That's only based on one conversation I had with him.
0: He... Apparently is very cool. Okay, uh, and I uh, some someone was not. One person was not in love with the joke I made about them, which made me sad. It wasn't You're me. not going to tell me. Well, I'm not sure if he heard it or not, or I, I'm not really sure what happened. But basically. People, um, I tried to just talk about everybody that was there because yeah. everyone knew what I was talking about. So, um, I joked that people, cause I had the artist badge on, nobody could, no one knew who I was. Why would they? So it, I was loving people.
1: Your famous Courtney Conan Dold from Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. uh, big celebrity, yeah. worked at ESPN and also covered the Vikings a couple years ago.
0: That's right. I covered the Vikings. I would have known you were. Bigger and better things. Yeah. yeah. And um so the uh people like staring at my artist badge and like trying to like be like, who who are you? <laughs> and and there were a lot of younger bands there with their parents. And I'm like, they think I'm someone's mom. So so that was the joke was that everybody looking at my badge, they're trying to figure out who I am, and they all just thought I was somebody's mom. So they're like, Oh, you've you got an artist badge. Do you have a kid? And um, or, or what what band is your kid in? I said, um, Kicks. <laughs> Steve, his name's Steve Whiteman. And then I said, um, I just look really great for my age. And and then I just kind of threw away, I'm 107. And then blah, 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 blah. Well, I guess he was in the <laughs> and was like, somehow. Like didn't find it hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have a great read on him. He's actually been on the show too. Uh, he was a nice guest, but de- definitely one of those like, let's keep it moving. I mean, he he was gave good answers and things of that nature. But he definitely, uh, I like to lighten things up, and I like it when when the art uh, the person I'm talking to kind of like gig. I always try to get just a little bit of a a laugh. And and yeah. if, if they do, things kind of can, can break loose a little bit. And he was not that guy. He wasn't rude or pissy or anything like that. But he was like, next kind of thing, like after he.
0: Yeah. OK, then maybe that's all it was, because he kind of came in the back and was like, you know, hugging Don and saying, oh, great show, great show, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And then he kind of just looked at me and nodded. <laughs>
1: like, well, he knows Don like, from the, the TV so.
0: No, 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 no. I, I know. But then I'm like, I go, oh, God, was he in there when I made the joke? And they go, mm. yeah. And I go, uh, he didn't A like lot. it. And he goes, I don't know. People um, don't like you to talk about them up there. That's why they hide in the back. But then, you know, like Jason McMaster was right in the front and Chip Enough was right in the front. So I tossed to them and, you know, made sure they knew I knew they were there and they loved it. <laughs> You know, it's not. Ni- <laughs> it's nice to acknowledge the people that sing your favorite songs, and it's so weird to be a comedian. Did you and tell stand- Hansie
1: to shut up? <laughs>
0: Hansie, here come Hansie.
1: Well, let me see him. Triple he-
0: Lutz, triple Lutz over here. Let's see an axle.
1: Let's uh, segue into something a little different here. topic that i wanted to get into with you that we haven't really touched on at all i had a bunch of other shit i got some little okay. handwritten notes here and i have a little game for you uh okay. but uh the game kind of ties into the next topic which starts off sad a little bit but uh uh we cover we covered this on the most recent episode of cobras and fire which came out yesterday which is the the passing of taylor hawkins uh the drummer for the mm. foo fighters uh and of course um Anytime somebody uh, famous uh, dies, especially a musician, and it can at least be supposed that drugs were involved, I just immediately go to Ted Nugent to find out what's going on. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and so, of course, you know he he came out and um and before I say this, I just want to say as we're recording this, Courtney, I'm still on the we don't definitively know anything yet. I'm not saying it is or isn't drugs. It probably is, but yeah, first of all, it, these kind of Dipshit comments that are insensitive, and of course, from people that 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 have not exactly been good role models for in many different ways. Like Gene Simmons said some really shitty stuff about mental illness and drug addiction uh, related to Robin Williams and Prince, and you know, and just kind of myopic. Like, but I'm smart, right? I'm still a smart person. No, no, you're not. You're a fucking idiot, and, and you look like one. Ted Nugent just basically, you know, basically he's, substance abuse is selfish. His wife and kids should have been a consideration, and then he goes goes on blah 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 i knew a guy when i was 15 and boy he was talented he just gave it we know enough about addiction it's a disease and people like ted will never fucking accept that 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 reality and i get that but even if he does believe what he believes, what's the motivation for putting that comment out that fucking quick? What, what are you trying to comfort the wife, the kids that you think should be yeah. that should be in your fucking consideration when you open your fucking mouth, you jackass? Because unfortunately, with social media, this idiot has a platform that it's that it's going to make a headline. And I got to tell you, uh, this this one was kind of close to me as far as a fan. I don't know the guy at all. I don't know. I mean, it, but it it, it kind of stung. I, you're a famous Hollywood celebrity. Have you ever met the Foo Fighters? <laughs> <laughs> I, to talk I, have, about have a I hard shift. Have you ever met the, the Foo Fighters? You know, I assume you, you hung out with Dave Grohl while he grilled.
0: Nope. I've never met the Foo Fighters. I've never met Dave. Um, Chevy Metal plays down here. But no, I've never even seen the Foo Fighters. But I don't know why people are so quick. Everybody thinks that everyone's just waiting to hear what you have to say about what's going on. And I guess there are people that do. I just – no one's like, yeah, Ted Nugent, what do you think of this? I mean, (laughs) come on. And by the way, I hate you all for making me listening to that album so I could Mm. do your – March Madness. It was burned in my brain. God, it was awful.
1: Yeah, Courtney, I, I won't go into details, but I'll share this with you and the listener. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: Probably, I'm 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 making a, a space about the size of two inches. People that close to having Ted Nugent interview, and it would have came out on April first after that episode. The interview no! is, Yeah, I, I put out a request and I got a response and then I got a little couple back and forth and they want to kick it down the road for maybe a month. But I was like, how fucking perfect would that have been? First of all, for our show to get him right then and then put it on April Fool's. Nobody would have believed it. They probably would have heard it and not believed it. But uh, yeah, the, the swing a miss. But uh, yeah. We should do
0: a podcaster jam of the title <laughs> track. What is it again? What is the title?
1: Shut up and jam.
0: Shut up and jam. I actually, oh, my God. How funny would that be?
1: That's actually a really good idea. Uh, but you, you touched on having to listen. I think I was very kind to a listener with my music snippets. I kept them brief. <laughs> I, was, I didn't play too much of it. But, it, but the problem is Well,
0: that- I listened to the whole thing. I'm like, I'm going to listen to the whole thing. And then three songs in, I'm like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so I started skipping through. And then I'm just like, I, I can't even do this.
1: Hmm there's some there's some fun st- it was a fun record to talk about but it, it definitely was worthy of the March Madness champion but uh, um but, but back to the Foo Fighters a little bit now right after yeah. the, the, this, this last weekend was the Grammys which is kind of where I was trying to shoehorn this into not about Ted Nugent um now the Foo Fighters won every uh, uh every award they were nominated for which was three of them so I'm going to run down them just real quick with you here and then I have a little game for you so the, the, the first category was best rock performance. And this basically means for a new vocal or instrumental solo, duo, group or collaborative rock recordings. Here are the five nominees. ACDC for their song Shot in the Dark. Black, po- Black Pumas for Know You Better. Uh, Chris Cornell for his cover of Nothing Compares to You. Um, the Deaf Tomes for a song called Ohms. And Making a Fire by the Foo Fighters, which ended up winning. Now, out of that group, I definitely, um, that was best rock performance. I'm going to, I would probably give that one to, if that's, if those are the nominees, I think the Foo Fighters were the obvious win here. Okay. You got any different, do you have thoughts on those other artists at all or?
0: No, okay. I mean, I hate, I like Chris Cornell, but I don't like, and I like ACDC, but I don't like this song. Nothing compares to you. It's the most annoying song ever.
1: Mm. Well, uh, Prince just rolled over in his grave, but uh, that's great.
0: I find it, I find it, I love Prince. I've mm. seen Prince multiple times. I don't like that song. I find it to be grating and irritating.
1: That's the only out uh, of those that I would actually um, consider to, over the Foo Fighters, just because I do think Cornell's vocal on that is amazing, but he's an amazing singer. I,
0: that's what I said. I love his voice, and, and God rest his who knows what happened to him.
1: That, that, that covers album he released is to me, maybe a, a C plus, but that's one of the standouts, but that, that song has been around a while as far as his cover. But. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move on then. Uh, Best rock song. This is a songwriter's award. It includes rock, hard rock and metal songs. A song is eligible if it was first released or if it first achieved prominence during the eligibility year. Um, I don't like that little distinction there. Just fucking re- you release it. And you have a window. <laughs> Not like, well, it was released, yeah. but four years later, it achieved prominence. So, no. All right. So. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Weezer with all my favorite songs. Uh, Kings of Leon with the Bandit. Uh, Mammoth, which is Wolfgang Van Halen's uh, d- a song, Distance. Uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, that's a good song. Uh Paul McCartney with Find My Way and then the, the winner was Waiting on a War. Waiting on a War would be my pick out of this, but I do think uh, that possibly um maybe Distance was was a good chance, maybe he's just so Look, these award things are kind of fucking goofy anyway, like well, he hasn't been around long enough to win yet.
0: So what? His I I as far as like new acts, I mean, I know he's not really like new, but the band is new. I've just been like super into that. Like I know that he's on tour right now and I missed them at the Wiltern cause I had a show the same night. They
1: actually just canceled their rest of their tour cause of COVID What? yesterday. Yeah.
0: Who got it? He did.
1: Somebody in the band or crew.
0: I was just really enjoying him. I've just like, what a likable guy. And this, I, I like the songs and mm-hmm. I love his voice and I just, you know, want to see more of him. But anyway.
1: It's a little scattershot of a record for me, but I do like it. There's definitely some really good music on there. Um, he's definitely talented. Yeah. It, the, the only yeah. chink in his armor for me is just how fucking touchy he is with certain amounts of his fan base. He he like basically calls them old men who still live with their parents and then says, By the way, next week I'm gonna be on tour with the scorpions. So uh, uh go f- you know what I mean? It's just like, well maybe if that's your your jam, maybe don't don't go out with Guns N' Roses or the Scorpions if you're so worried about your dad's fans pissing you off. Now he's also done some pretty fun trolling too in that level. Yeah. So and, and these are yeah. all forgivable by the way. Seems like a good kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I it's it's difficult because Courtney not that many people have made it this far in their life like I have making only good decisions. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm perfect. I've made all the right decisions. <laughs>
1: All right, the last of the Foo Fighters awards that they won was Best Rock Album. They were up against ACDC with their album Power Up, uh, Black Pumas again with Capital Cuts live from Studio A, A, Chris Cornell with No One Sings Like You Anymore Volume 1, and Paul McCartney 3. And out of that group, I I give it to them again. I just don't think those are... That strong of I I think there might have been better nominees to to compete with, but the Grammys are such so big, and also I sh- I want to point out now that these are not awards they televise so the Grammys can go fuck themselves. Uh, music's biggest night is three and a half hours long, and they show nine out of eighty awards, so that's how much they worry about this stuff. But uh,
0: are you kidding me?
1: No. Nope. Uh, yeah, we, we've broken down a couple times in the past, so I won't beat that to death. But uh, but because of yeah. the, the Foo Fighters sweeping, there's been like, well, was it like rigged or you know all, all this stuff? But uh, supposedly all the votes are in. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, the the votes are in, and I mean they're very, they're so mainstreamy. I mean, even though they're up against Paul McCartney, people in their 20s don't really know who Paul McCartney is. I mean, they they want to you know they pretend they do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're not going to pay $300 to sit in the nosebleeds to see him, you know, play at the stadium of whatever. But um, they'll go see (laughs) Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is all ages.
1: Yeah, pretty much. But even they're kind of getting to that point, though. I think uh, the last Foo Fighters show I saw was in 2018. The median age had to be 35 to 40.
0: So I just never got, like, super into Foo Fighters. And, like, my friends... I have friends that are, and they go to all the shows, and they're so cool, and they're just like, yeah, Dave, girl, and, like, I mean, they're just so into it, and I'm just like, yeah, there's some songs that I like. I just never got, like, super into them. Same with, like, you 2 or...
1: Well, they don't like, sound um, like the monkeys, and everybody in the band actually plays on the record, so that's probably what's holding you back there.
0: <laughs> that could be it. There's no... There's no convention where I can buy pinups of the Foo Fighters for my bedroom. Yet.
1: Yet. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guarantee there are uh, at least a handful of girls that have, have enjoyed some Foo Fighter poster, posters on their wall in an inappropriate way. So.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm but, sure.
1: Well, I don't know what happened there. Actually, I'm pretty sure I just bumped the uh, space bar with my elbow so we stopped recording, and which is too bad, because you're all going to miss out on my great Bruce Kulik jokes that I was telling towards wow. the end here. Uh, so that is the end of the Courtney Cronin Dold. We're going to do a hard shift, but uh, I, I did have a, a Grammy game out I, I played with her that unfortunately uh, I can give her a score when we're done here, but uh, I, I, I thought it was fun. I put a little effort into it, so I reached out to my friend Josh Toomey from the Talk Toomey podcast, and of course, uh, all your not-fest stuff. If, if you want to promote that here in a second, but Josh, thank you for coming on to play my little dumb Grammy game.
4: Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm down here at the circuit city, down here at the <laughs> Eden Prairie mall. And, uh, just wanted to say, uh, thanks for coming, uh, having me on the show.
1: Yeah. Right on. That's, uh, that's all, a
4: little joke there. That's a little joke. <laughs>
1: uh, as Elsie would say, that's a joke for one, two, maybe three people, three people tops, three people. Tops. No,
4: I'm always, I'm always happy to come on. You know, you called me, uh, Uh, A few hours ago and uh, came home and fired up the camera and said, let's go
1: now. And to anybody who is interested, I did uh, request uh, Courtney um, to see if she could just find a little more time. I think if I had caught the error a little quicker, we probably could have just done this that night. But it is what it is. She just had a bunch of shit going on, so couldn't get her back on. But I didn't want to play this little
4: game. So it's basically I will say let me let me let me cut you off there real quick. I will say that I went to see Courtney Dold a few years ago here in Louisville. She came through and did some comedy, and the wife and I had a blast. And, uh, you know, Courtney is probably off doing some sort of kiss cruise or some sort of kiss-related <laughs> comedy somewhere. So, so we know she's a very busy lady, and uh, yeah. I'm glad I could pick up her slack on this one. She said she couldn't stop
1: uh, – she, she couldn't put aside 10 minutes from her writing for her uh, uh, punchlines and back backlines for Creatures Fest coming up in Nashville. So that was the official reason she gave me. Um, that is a completely – factual and totally true statement um <laughs> uh, or it's not it doesn't really matter no she just wasn't available so i didn't get it you know we're, i'm just trying to get content out there you know what i mean um but she's uh,
4: got a hot five on pantsuits coming out so
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right well you would have fit right in with the show that we did with her with a lot, a lot of misogynistic uh uh man caveman kind of uh, commentary at least from my end but uh so, anyway, Josh, we're getting into the, the, the Grammys. Um, I went through uh, the new artist category, and there are 10 new artists nominated this year. So, here's what we're going to do. Basically, we're going to start with 1992, which would be 30 years ago. And okay. I'm going to list each, each one of these people one at a time. And if you know who they if you've heard of them, so that's the first, and it's the honor system. If you've heard of them, you get two points. If you can name or two years, if you can name a song, you get a third year. 10 total uh, uh, nominees, 30 possible total points. See if you can get your Grammy music current hipness up to 2022.
4: All right, so heard of, of, you get two. Name a song, you get one.
1: Yes, so three total points are on the board. Okay. Or three total years, however you want to look at it, uh, for each person, um, and uh, I guess we'll, we'll we'll just start with that. Uh, I I used 1992 because of the th- it was 30 years ago and probably the last time that I was culturally relevant with what the Grammys were doing as far as new artists. But uh, and speaking, you know, and and for a fun fact, let's hit the 1992 uh, best new artist category. Here are the nominees. Uh, there was only five back then; they didn't need to uh, flush it out with to ten. But uh, Sophie B Hawkins. Um, uh these are not for scoring but uh I've heard of her I can't name a song how about you
4: Yeah heard of can't name a song
1: Billy Ray Cyrus of course achy breaky heart I can so it you The same Uh John Secada I'm back to heard of him can't nearly name a song
4: Yeah that's I heard of can't name a song I'm going to uh, let you go
1: on this one uh Chris Cross
4: <laughs> and they make you jump jump <laughs> All
1: right. and the last one was Arrested Development who I believe won I actually bought I fell into the, the Grammy love for Arrested Development and pretended to enjoy that record for about, I don't know, a few, a few weeks. Uh,
4: hey, anybody that writes a song about Tennessee, you know, I'm, I'm down for <laughs> you know, it. Oh, yeah. Tennis, t- t- <laughs> Tennessee.
1: Yeah, that was one of the most returned, or, or that, that that CD about a year later was one of the most used CDs available in the country. Um, uh, a, a few years later, Lauryn Hill topped them by uh, with her solo album that everybody pretended nice. to like. So. All right. Are you ready for this, man? Let's get into the 2022 uh, Top 10 Grammy nominees. You ready? Or Best All New right, Artist Grammy, Grammy nominees. All right. Oh. Up, uh, number one, at least the first one here. I'm not sure what order they put these in, but Rouge Aftab. You need me to spell that because I'm pronouncing it the best I can. Yeah. Can you use it in a sentence? Arouge Aftab was nominated for a
4: Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had no idea who that is. Yeah, me either. So we're both, uh, we're still, okay, just keep the score here. We're both in 92. Jimmy Allen. No, nothing on that
4: one. And this is current. Like, these are current this people, is right?
1: This is the, tw- okay. well, the best new artist for 2022, supposedly. Okay, uh, all right. I've never, I mean, it's such a generic name. I'm, I'm not sure if I have bought furniture from him or if he was in the, like, Stevie <laughs> Ray Vaughan's cousin or something like that. All right, uh, up next, Baby Keem. Baby Keem.
4: Baby Keem. Baby Keem. Nope, never heard of him. Him or her.
1: Yeah, same. I'm not sure which way to go there. Uh, Phineas, all caps if that matters. Phineas.
4: Phineas. Nope, nothing on that one. (laughs) Uh, Glass Animals. Glass Animals. Wow, no. I think you're making up making these names up. <laughs> yeah. I think I th- these are all rejected names for Jesus Christ.
1: Mm. Yeah, and uh, so far, every one of these was on the table, but uh, they, uh, <laughs> 20 years later, someone scooped them up. All right, next we have Japanese Breakfast. So we're both still at 92, by the way.
4: Japanese Breakfast. Nope, nothing.
1: Same. I uh, got nothing. <laughs> kid Leroy. The, um, the Kid Leroy.
4: Is this like David LaRoth? Uh, uh, sort of. I,
1: I will tell you that <laughs> for some reason, LaRoy, just that part is all caps. The kid is not.
4: Huh. Yeah, nothing on that one. All right. Uh, we
1: got three left, and neither one of us have moved a year. Uh, Arlo Parks.
4: Arlo Parks. Nope, nothing on that one.
1: All right, uh, two left. Um, uh, now, I, Olivia Rodrigo, she actually won the award. Have you heard of Olivia Rodrigo?
4: <sighs> this is one where I feel like I have.
1: Okay, I'm going to give it to you because I have heard of her. So that's two points for both of us. What about uh, I'm guessing you can't name a song? No. All right, so that moves us both up to 94. And the last one. I like because I have heard of this artist. I do know it's a female, and it's only because she had her own McDonald's combo meal this last summer. And I, <laughs> and I, and I looked at it, and I went, who the fuck is Saweetie? So it's sa Sa-weetie. Saweetie. Have you heard of Saweetie?
4: Yes, I have heard
1: of Saweetie. Can you name a song?
4: Hmm. No.
1: All right. According to the Grammys, our cultural relevance is stuck in 1996, and I'll take it. I don't you know. Uh, I actually thought because of uh, you know, the the age of the children in your clan that maybe you would have been able to pull in a couple of these um, but uh, you know,
4: you know I, I... the 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 Japanese breakfast one I'm'm I'm... I'm considering, but I'm assuming it's a little too on the nose because my son was playing some some like Japanese rock the other day. So I'm thinking, <laughs> but I think that might be a little too on the nose. But I mean, I could have told you my cultural relevance stopped in '96 before we even did this. Uh, mm, nice. <laughs> did this. Uh,
1: I'm gonna give you the two points for that then, though. Uh, so the, I'm in '96 and you're in '98. Uh, just a little bit, a yeah. uh, little bit more current than I am. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, uh, I did. Uh, well, I was
4: trying to. Uh, I was trying to think of any of these like. Because Saturday Night Live always tends to have terrible musical guests, so that <laughs> so that's like where I'm trying to see if I've heard of some of these okay. from, you know. Because I'm still an avid Saturday Night Live watcher.
1: Okay, well, right on. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, now I do work with a couple millennials, so I pulled one of them aside. The, 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 he's a guy who I at least think is is more has more than a cursory interest in in music. He you know and he, he's into both country and kind of like hip hop kind of stuff would be his go to. Um, He had, oh, he had heard of and could name a song from Jimmy Allen, Baby Keem, Glass Animals, The Kid Leroy, Olivia Rodrigo, and Saweetie, And they also had heard of Phineas, but couldn't name a song. So um, he's up there in the 2000s somewhere. I didn't really do the math. But uh, uh, so there's our millennial comparison. So, you you know, again, you know, the Grammys aren't, we're not exactly the target audience for them. So this was really more of a look how out of touch and old we are thing than it is, uh, uh, trying to make a point about the Grammys. The Grammys are garbage, so who cares? <laughs>
4: <laughs> how did uh, How did Courtney do on this? Courtney had uh, basically she would
1: have been about. I, let's see uh, her score t- 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 ninety eight. She would have been at ninety eight with you. So, well,
4: that's where the cool kids
1: are. Yes, there you go. So, yeah, um, I, I, I appreciate you taking your time to do this. Why don't you, since you, you came on, gave me uh, a, a ten minutes of your time? Remind everybody <laughs> why you're so important, uh, why you're beloved across this land, and uh, plug how we can find out more about uh, the Talk to Me podcast.
4: Uh, I mean, the main reason I'm very important is because I'm friends with Chris Zendeck, and um, you know, you can find me. Uh, you know, you can find me about every few months on the Cobras and Fire podcast, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, TalkToMePod.com. talk to me on all of your favorite podcast apps. Not Fest official YouTube, uh dot slash series slash talk to me. You can find me all over the Not Fest uh, realm. They just introduced something called the Not Verse. Mm. So I texted my people at the uh, Not Fest, and I'm like, hey, am I in the Not Verse? He's like, you might be. And I'm like, I think I'm canon in the notverse. Ooh. So. <laughs> nice. But I but yeah, you can find me all over not fest and uh talk to me in the internet. I just
1: type in Josh Toomey and then go right to images. That's that's how I kill time. So
4: <sighs> me too, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I should—I want to remind people. Thank you, well, first of all, thank you for Courtney for coming on. Sorry, I, I, I'm—it's—it's it's entirely my fault that the the ending got cut out, and there was some sweet Bruce Kulick jokes that I'm not going to repeat. Uh, that people are just going to have to live without. But yeah, she will be uh, doing her punchlines and backlines things with uh, Izzy. Uh, Izzy Presley in Nashville at that Creatures Fest at the end of May um, so they, they seem to be having a lot of success with that she, I know she did that on the Monsters of Rock cruise too with Kip Winger uh, I, uh, anyway go to her Facebook page I wish I wish she was here I wish I had her stuff written down so I could promote her a little bit more but it, uh, in fairness it took her like 39 minutes to get through all of it so it, uh, <laughs> she's out there and available she's very funny if you enjoyed everything she talked about uh, definitely we'll, we'll, and she'll be back on at some point but anyway again Josh thank you for the the short notice help in wrapping this up uh hopefully people actually enjoyed this game I put time into otherwise this was a complete waste of both of our time so
4: <laughs> well it was a lot of fun and uh, anytime you need me you know I'm just a phone call away all
1: right buddy thanks a lot let's get out of here rock's not dead but uh, I I accidentally stopped recording somewhere in the middle of it you say the
5: end of time is coming for me. Torn and vain through all the years. What's the end?
0: something and I think we might have to edit, edit okay go style. ahead and
1: say it yeah I'll, I definitely will edit it
0: you have to because I can get in trouble
1: come on of course if you want to share something with me as friends let's do it what do you got
0: okay off the record as friends mm-hmm. someone <laughs>